good morning. We are bringing you episode three of the Blissfully Together podcast. My name is Kat Lopez Shelby, and I'm here with the beautiful Stephanie Masters. And what we are doing is today we wanted to talk about, so we've talked about budget and we've talked about photography and how important that is. But this weekend, Miss Stephanie Masters helped put together a very nice summer expo, a summer bridal expo, I should say. Yes. And we wanted to talk a little bit about what happens when you have an event, let's say your wedding, baby shower, whatever, and the poop emoji happens. I mean, it can be in the planning stages, it can be in the day of, but what do you do to either prevent it or what do you do when it happens? Well, good luck preventing them. <laughs> Shit just happens. It does. Well, so in my It thought, happens to everybody. Yeah. Well, my thought process is this, is that there's always ways to fix things. You know, there are, there are always ways to fix things. I personally have been called in by somebody when the makeup artist for their bridal portraits bailed out like four hours in advance. Right. Um, you know, so there's always ways to plan for backup, although you don't want to have like two hairdressers and two makeup artists and two this. But, you know, remember, you have some very talented friends out there that can help you. I actually think it is good to have um, backup all the time because uh, most of the time it is not just a bride getting ready. You have mother of the bride and groom's mother and grandmas that are getting ready, not to mention all of your bridesmaids. Um, so it is good to have two to three people. Sometimes they're helping and working on people depending on how much time you have. Um, I, I definitely think that if you get them from different places you might be more likely to have everybody show up or at least one out of the two show up <laughs> I think it's and awesome. double double triple check with yeah. them like if your wedding is on Saturday you you call them again on Thursday just to make sure everything is fine mm -hmm. they know that they're coming and what time yeah. um, maybe email them a schedule ahead of time and not just hair and makeup people but everyone um, if you're not the one in charge um planning then ask your event planner to please send an itinerary to everyone um ahead of time but if you have a coordinator you're probably responsible for that and they probably need one from you as well so that means that you need to make a full itinerary from the time that you get up that morning to the time that people are taking down stuff and you need to send it out at least a week ahead of time but uh two or three is best that's true I think that, I mean, it's always good to have backup plans, but I think the other thing is a lot of this can be covered when you're hiring them. So whether that's your makeup artist or your hairdresser or your band or whatever, is find out what their clauses are. And I always say this, for example, um, I have a friend that's a photographer who ended up photographing a wedding and having to run to the bathroom in between takes to throw up because she was sick and could not find somebody to take her spot. And she right. was like, I'm going to be there come hell or high water. I may just not eat for the rest of the day. Right. Um, but I mean, the thing is, you know, I think more when you have your makeup artist or your beauty team, so to speak, is to make sure and talk to them like, Hey, so you're going to be doing six people. You know, do you have an assistant? Who are you bringing with you? What does right. this look like? Because if you have someone that says, Hey, I have an assistant or I have a backup I can call. Well, if they get sick, they can call their backup and say, Hey, can you take exactly. care of this for me? Or can you do this? Um, I mean, that's a big one. Yeah, most, most makeup and hair people that I've worked with, they all have somebody that they bring with them. Yeah. So if they were to get sick, um, it's, it's not a problem. They have somebody else to, to take care of everything. Mm -hmm. 
um, as far as my, I'm having brain farts this morning. My brain is not working. I have not made it through my coffee yet, but Kat was nice enough to bring me coffee. That's right. Um, I, however, do not drink that much caffeine, so I ended up drinking a Coke last night and was up to like 2 o'clock this morning. So that is a very side note in this discussion. Yeah, I wish caffeine affected me that way, people. Most definitely. <laughs> Most definitely. Uh, something is always going to go wrong. Uh, there's always going to be something, whether it's a, a small hiccup or, or something that's very big. So just make sure that everybody that you do hire, that number one, you do ask them those questions ahead of time that they have assistance and people that come with them to make sure that they have emergency kits that they bring with them. Like I know I typically to a wedding take things that have little first aid kits in them or some extra lipstick and hairspray, things like that, just in case there is a problem. And as they're walking out, I need to fix something. Um, it's a very large caboodle. If anybody else is old enough to know what a caboodle is, it's like a very large caboodle. Um, some Evian spray. That's right. Make you look like you're awake. That's right. Somebody somebody extra there to help fluff dresses and things mm -hmm. like that. That's what I make sure I have. Um, and if they aren't prepared for stuff like that, you might ought to um, either reconsider who you are hiring or um, make sure that you have people in your trusted circle, family, friends, something like that, that can be there to be the assistant to that person <coughs> to help keep things um from going wrong but there are things like okay right now we're doing a bunch of summer weddings we were talking about doing the summer expo a lot of summer weddings are going on um, a lot of people like to do things outdoors now all this doesn't happen in West Texas very often um, there is an occasional oh my gosh it's gonna rain out of nowhere huh? situation but you know what happens in West Texas is like oh my gosh there's a giant dust storm or dust bowl that's gonna blow through right the Permian Basin on the day that you're getting married right and two weeks ago when Miss Cat was getting married that's right there came some dark clouds very close to us and we heard that it was coming from El Paso and uh, we all panicked about that a little bit just a little bit and just a little bit but we all survived we did we did without any rain or major dust storms. However, the wind was pretty good, mm -hmm. and we did have to put things on four corners of tables to try to hold down tablecloths for a That's while. That's true. Um, but it turned out beautiful. So there are ways around it. Um, there are ways around it. I think there's things you can do beforehand, but I think the other thing is you have to go into whatever the event is, whether it's a wedding, a quinceanera, a sweet 16, a baby shower, gender reveal, whatever, where you always look back at why are we doing this? Yes. And that is, I want to celebrate this special occasion with my family or right. I am celebrating the fact that me and this person are, you know, have decided to say, we're going to spend the rest of our lives together and love each other forever and ever. Right. Because at the end of the day, you know, it's about the experience and sharing that experience with your family and friends. Well, know? in worst case scenario out here in West Texas, mm -hmm. Your photographer's taking a picture as this terrible dirt storm decides to blow in, blows your entire dress over your head, and that is the last picture that gets taken for your wedding mm -hmm. because the camera dies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but but that this... means that it will be the best picture ever. <laughs> It'll be the most funny thing yes. uh, for you to hang on your wall from now until the end of time and uh, gives you a great story. Well, another truth, too, is at the end of the day, let's say something like that does happen. I mean, we all... Most people have phones that have cameras on them at this point. 
and they are true. relatively ab fabulous. I mean, now this is true. I, I don't want to delineate that professional photographers are not artistic and do things amazing because they can look you pretty, make you look pretty swell when you may not be that swell in real life, and they know exactly what pictures to take. The whole kit and caboodle. Bryson has, my son has a lesser phone than I do. Mm -hmm. uh, my phone is, is a newer upgrade than his, and he takes better pictures than I do by far. Yeah. So I think it's just, you know, it's just a mix of, you know, rolling with the punches and being adaptable so, to change. So if you need a backup, here's a plug for Bryson. I know, right? And here's the iPhone. <laughs> he has a regular camera, too. <laughs> yes, that's it. It's the plug. But, I, I mean, I think that's the, the end of the day. Is just, you know, remember why you're there. Remember why you're doing this. And expect the unexpected. You know, go ahead and ask, are you bringing an emergency kit? I mean, I personally bring extra eyelashes because people may not like the ones that I have. Right. Or they may not want the ones that I have. Or giving yourself a time buffer. Making mm -hmm. sure that there's more time than what you think you need. So that if something like that does arise, someone like yeah. your makeup artist mm -hmm. can run to the store. You had that issue not too long ago too, right? Well, you I had, had to run to the store I had and go to get more lashes. I had to run to the store to get more lashes because they added people once I got there. See? So that's not... I mean, so things happen though. I, I mean, mean, that's something yeah. that happened that you weren't expecting. Though it wasn't your no. event necessarily, it was your event because you were there working it. Yeah. So. I mean, and I always bring an assistant with me if I have more than three people. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it took me all of like five minutes to run to the Walgreens to pick up some additional lashes for people. Which is impressive because this place is out in the middle of nowhere. Just it saying. It is pretty crazy. Yes. But that's a lot of, I mean, a lot of things out here. Right. But, but stuff like that happens. So, mm -hmm. also, if somebody is added on at the last minute, try to prepare them before they show up. Yes, I will tell you that. So from the opposite follow up, follow spectrum up, follow up. of thing is that I have been involved. I did not personally book this wedding where it was kind of like first it was like four people. Then it was like six. Then it was like eight. And we get there and they wanted like nine. And <laughs> I don't. So this is why I like to sit down with my bride or the person I'm doing the event or photography or whatever for ahead of time and talk about like. How many people are we doing? What kind of looks do you want? You know, the whole kit and caboodle because I like to cover that. So I think that's part of the planning process that can help not have the poop emoji go on is are you sitting down and really having discussions with these people? Right. Well, and people have different skin tones and different skin types. Yes. And yes. Yes. I, and I have been at a wedding where there was an, another makeup artist that was picked to do some stuff. And one of the bridesmaids was almost in tears because her foundation did not match. And she was, like, freaking out. Like, you could just see it all over her see, face. See, this is why I think that it's a good idea to have a couple of different people there. Mm -hmm. Because then somebody can fix that. Yeah. Because if you only have the one person there and they don't have an assistant or there's not somebody else from a different place, like, how are they going to fix it other than to start over themselves and hopefully they brought their own makeup? Yeah. That's I, why I think it's best to... Mm -hmm. To make sure that you know who you are doing business with ahead of time. Uh, make sure that you have gone over all the options mm -hmm. so that you don't have those problems. That's true. And I, I think, you And know, that goes for everything. Tablecloths, even. Yeah. Like, because, absolutely uh, everything. I mean, I think just part of it is it's that pre-planning and it's vetting people. Mm -hmm. But the other part of it is, you know, expect the unexpected and be prepared for it. Because, right. I mean, with my wedding, I had hired somebody to do my makeup because I don't want to do anything the day of my wedding. Um... And the original person that I hired just ghosted me. I could never get in touch with them. And I was just like, okay, so move on to the next. 
that's why you have to follow up with people because yes. they might have found something that decided to pay them more and they just all of a sudden decided to actually flake out on you. I would hope that professionals would not do that, but it does happen. Well, and that leads back. A lot of times, one of the things we talked about in budgeting is be prepared that a bunch of these people, if you you say, let's say you're going to get married on August 15th. I'm just throwing a date out there mm-hmm. in the future. And they say, all right, well, if you want to book me for August 15th, I need a $500 deposit to take care of that. I mean... And that's fine, but make sure you have a contract so they don't run off with your money. Exactly. Not exactly. that professionals generally do that, but mm-hmm. things happen. That that could be a shit-hitting-the-fan moment. Yes, it could. It could. But, I mean, it, if you have a contract and you pay them their deposit and, you know, you they have a what I call a contingency clause, I mean, that yeah. helps out a lot. So. I would like to say that we've never worked with anybody that has done any of these things and that most of our events have all gone completely 100% smoothly. And um, as far as our summer expo, though, yesterday went, yes. yesterday, went two days ago, good. I haven't slept since then, obviously. <laughs> uh, it went very well, and we didn't have a whole lot of those hiccups. So that's, it was, it was eerily smooth, if that makes any sense. Yes. And it was that way for about three days leading up to it. Um most events don't go that well. So just be prepared to think on your toes, try to breathe, and don't stress out too much about it um, because things go wrong for everybody. That's right. And the other thing I would add to that is that if you are the bride, have a backup person that can kind of be your go-to yes. because you don't want to be stressing about stuff on the day of. Right. I mean, Whether that's a sister or a friend or, or a planner. planner. Right. I mean, any of the above. You just need to have one bossy person. One bossy person. To take care of it all. Absolutely. Because it's usually the moms and the sisters that want to mm-hmm. control your wedding anyway, so it's probably best to not have them do that's it. That's true. And it's, it's very funny because, you know, we were talking about during the photography um, podcast of last week what you have left at the end of the day. And I was watching a TV show, which I won't name because, you know, I don't want to get in trouble. Um, I'm sure there's some kind of copyright rules there, but she was talking about how like she wants trees and she wants plants. And then her like friend was trying to calm her down and like, dude, nobody's going to remember what they're going to remember is like having fun at your wedding and what you look like in your dress. (laughs) I mean, she's like, let's be real. You walk down the aisle with a tulip. They're not really going to, I mean, they may talk some mess, but you know, all of it's kind of going to go to the wayside. So, I mean that, and that's the point. So the point at the end of the day of the wedding is that, you know, you have a beautiful union between two people who say, I love you enough that I want to announce it from the mountaintops that you are mine and I am yours and that you get to share that with family and friends. Absolutely. And whatever does go wrong, don't try not to stress about it Mm -hmm. and, and realize that it's part of your individual, unique, beautiful story. That's right. I agree. Yeah. So I think that really brings a close to our podcast for this week. Sounds good to me. Yes. So look forward, make sure you subscribe to our podcast and we'll be back next week. Thank you again for joining this this afternoon for the Blissfully Together podcast. My name is Kat Lopez Shelby, and I am here with the beautiful and utmost happy and gorgeous Stephanie Masters of Your Girl Friday. She's laughing at me right now. And we have another topic to discuss for what to do when you're getting ready to get married. So what topic are we going to be discussing today? We're going to talk about venues and all the questions that you should be asking before you book one. So what do you think are the things that should be thought about even before you get, like, let's say, you're thinking about venues. So should you have, like, a list of five to ten 
venues or yes. questions? Venues. I think you should. However, most of us that are super girly dream of these things by the time that we're, you know, like three. And we already have a place picked out. Like, we know exactly where we want to go and what we want to do. But the problem is, is that you can't always fit everything you want to into that space. And so there's lots of things that you need to think about and have backup plans. That is true. Now, I looked online, and it didn't have 10 questions. <laughs> it had 31 questions. And I was like, wow, that's a lot of questions to ask for a venue. But... One of the first questions was, what dates are available in the month I'm considering? Yeah, that's definitely the first thing that you need to ask because it may not even be available. Or you may need to rethink about the dates in which you want to get married. Mm -hmm. um, I think that there are, that's probably something that most people do think about though. Um, most people probably also think about time frames, like, okay, I get Saturday the 14th. I have no idea when Saturday the 14th is, but uh, I get Saturday the 14th. So what time am I allowed in to set up and what time do we have to have everything out and cleaned up by? Most people do think of that, but that is something else that you need to consider because if you have a whole lot of stuff and you have a whole lot of people coming, it may take a little bit longer to get out of there than, um, than an hour or something like that. So if they want you out by say midnight, you need to have your party done and your reception over with way ahead of time. So how much time do you actually get to be in the space? Those are things that you need to ask. Well, that is a good question because one of the things is if you yourself are doing things like in order to save money, like you're gonna put together the centerpieces and you're gonna do this, one of the questions you'd ask, can you get into the venue the night before? Or is, yes. can you get into it at eight o'clock in the morning? Because I know, like, you've recently experienced where the a venue was double booked. craziest wedding I have ever had. <laughs> the craziest thing I've ever seen. The church was double booked, not the reception hall. So that made it slightly easier. But seriously, their wedding was 11 o'clock in the morning, and they had another one come in at 2 o'clock. Mm -hmm. And for a Catholic wedding that lasts almost two hours on its own. Like, I don't know how they thought in one hour we could get all of our stuff out, and everybody else could get ready for the next wedding and have all their stuff set up and start. I... That is insane. Which um, that is something to think about is that it is with your venue, can you have the ceremony at your venue and have your reception there? Are you going to have the ceremony somewhere else and then go to the venue? Yes. Um, luckily for this one, it worked out okay, and all of my workers were very helpful about not just getting our stuff out but helping the next people set up because they would not have been able to start on time had, um, had we not. You know, but speaking of the same thing, I actually read an article recently, and I do not know where I read it at, so I'm going to put it. It's About what? some wedding article online where they had a venue that was large enough to book two separate events, and mm -hmm. what they had asked was for one event to go first because I guess the, the procession when you're walking in had, like, beautiful heart music, but the second wedding had bagpipes. <laughs> That sounds fun. <laughs> so, so they had beautiful heart music that you could hear. However, in the middle of the ceremony, they heard the bagpipes from the other people. So maybe that is another thing to ask. How many, you know, if it's a larger venue where you can have multiple events like that, are you going to have two or three events Well, that, that sounds like a whole new question that I hadn't even thought of. But since you brought it up, uh, the same wedding that we were talking about, they it's 
their reception was at a hotel, so there's obviously lots of rooms that mm-hmm. can be used for um, different events, but their music was so loud that I don't know how they didn't hear it five floors up. And so, um, yeah, uh, those are all things that are, I mean, are the walls actually soundproof enough? Or are you going to be distracted by this? Is it going to cause a problem or is it something that you're okay with? That's true. So the other questions, I mean, obviously some mm-hmm. of these are very common sense. How much is it going to cost to book this? Yes. How much is the deposit? Um, is it handicap? Due? Is it handicap accessible? Oh, yeah. Well, that may not most be really things a should common be by sense, now. but most things should be. What is the cancellation policy? In case something happens, yeah, I've experienced it personally, but let's just say the cancellation policy. What's the cancellation policy? What is a weather contingency plan? If you have a venue that's outdoor, what are my options? Because that's something really yeah. to think about. I mean, here in Texas, we really don't get that much rain, but there are places where it rains. Mm-hmm. Uh, it poured here last night, so you never know. Can I move things around and decorate to suit my purpose? You probably need to get even more specific on that because sometimes they have pictures hanging on the wall and it's not a big deal to take them down. But um, most places are probably going to tell you that if you don't like it, you need to drape all the way around it mm-hmm. with something that does not actually attach to their walls. So, Which that leads, I mean, everything, I think all roads lead to budget at the end of the day because, you know, like we talked about a while back is that budget is so important. So you already have this right. in mind. And then I think you need to break it down into what are my top three most important things. So if for you, one of your top things is I want this particular venue, you know. Right. So let's say that this particular venue that we want is the Midland Convention Center when it opens in a year. Yeah. Where are people going to park? There you go, because you're going to need valets. You need to ask about parking and what is included. Do they have valets? Can you just add that on as an extra fee? If so, how much? Or do you need to hire a valet service? Um, Parking is a big deal, especially in downtown areas for people, even in Midland. Well, and I even think just in general, I think it's a question that should be asked is what does parking look like? Because depending upon the size of the wedding is going to depend on if that would become an issue. Right. You know, in some weddings, it's like, okay, it's a one-per-one ratio. Like, you send out an invite, you get maybe one family. Other people... Um, it may be where you get, like, I sent one invite and 10 people show up from that family. Yeah. So you need to also keep that in mind. So. Well, just like the Rose Building in Odessa. We love the Rose Building, but where do you park? This is true. Especially if you have more than 30 people coming to your wedding. Like, where do, where do they go? Mm-hmm. One of the things it says, okay, is how many restrooms are there? And it says there should be at least four restrooms per 100 people. There should be more than that. There should, <laughs> there should always be lots and lots of bathrooms. Oh, lots of bathrooms. Um, what security services do you offer, or is that something that I'm going to need to provide separately? Um, do you have an alcohol license, a TABC license, or, or am I going to need to bring in my own bartending service? Which also means you have to bring in security service. None. Does the venue have liability insurance, or do I need to get event insurance? Whether or not they have it get your own insurance it does not cover you personally that is a true statement let's see that covers them from you slipping and falling and breaking your neck that does not cover you from some drunk cousin that is an idiot that decides to set something on fire Mm -hmm. 
That is true. Now, there's a bunch of questions here in this uh, 31 number where it's, but it all has to do with catering. But one of the things is, um, if I pick a caterer besides yours, so obviously this location would have a caterer, can my caterer have use of the kitchen? Um, are tables, linens, chairs, all that available through the venue, or is that something that I need to right. do separately? Which is a good thing to know because you well, need that's to know good every to know in and for, out for all vendors. Like, is mm -hmm. there certain doors that vendors have to come in and out? What times can they be there? Um, you need to know um, if there's enough outlets. Mm -hmm. Like, not what if they don't have a kitchen, or what if their kitchen is more like a kitchenette where it's just one little galley strip. Of a counter and that's all that they have so is there enough outlets either in that space or even out in the rest of the reception hall for people to be able to plug things in um, I know that sometimes photographers like to be near outlets so that they can charge extra batteries and things like that and keep things going especially if they have long weddings like the one that we talked about a little ago uh, that one was 18 hour day and so she could have charged up three different batteries. She's still going to run out of juice and had to have somewhere to plug in. Um, DJs need a place to plug in. Mm -hmm. Bands need a place to plug in. So you need to know what access they actually have, what areas are available to them, and if there's enough electrical area for them as well. And then that brings me to um, not just what area can they be in but then once you do have a designated area for them what is that going to sound like like the acoustics in the room like are you going to actually be able to hear a band if all the outlets are in the left corner on the west wall like mm -hmm. uh, or or you're not going to be able to hear them on the other side of the building well and that's true too because you really need to think about the acoustics of the building especially if you have a band dj anything like that Yes. Because either they're blowing your guests in a certain area completely out where they can't hear right. anything, and then they're just going to run to the other area in order to make it where other people can hear it. And a DJ might be able to set up speakers in different areas, but a band, not, not, not necessarily. So mm -mm. I mean, there's lots of things to think about because, I mean, depending upon the size of your wedding and the different features, amenities, whatever term you want to use, you want to provide. Yeah. So if you're going to have a photo booth, where is that going to be able to be located? That's going to need an electrical outlet also. Yes. What time can the photo booth people get there to set up, depending on yeah, how all they particular, like all vendors, like just think in your mind who all would be at this, you know, um, and one of the things, and because sometimes they have special entrances for people like that too. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just depends on where you are. Not so much with, well, with some of them, yes, but the other thing is you need to find out if you have to use their catering or if you can use any catering that you prefer, because I know some venues when they pr they have catering as an option, they're going to want you to use their caterer. Yes, or they charge you a whole bunch extra exactly. not to. Um, so that's something to think about. You probably ought to think about also um, what time of day it is. Because what if you did, like your wedding, it was outside. Mm -hmm. So you do an outdoor wedding. Well, when is your photographer going to be able to actually take pictures of you? Um, based on where the sun is. So those are things that you need to make sure that you ask the venue too because sometimes there's um, part of the building that will block off some of the sun sooner than what, like your house, There was there's three sides. Actually, most of your backyard has something fairly tall um, 
the blocked off areas and so it it made the sun a little bit different than what we originally thought that it would be so that's something that you need to talk to the venue about if it's an actual venue and not your backyard um, and also your photographer well definitely and most photographers to a certain extent if they photograph a lot of weddings around town or wherever that may be they're gonna have an idea of different venues and how it works but I still would recommend yes. talking to the photographer and saying I'm getting married here can you handle this like what are recommendations you make is there a certain spot we should be at yes um, and then when it comes to the end of the day and you know that you've only got everybody's gonna run over their time we said we were gonna end our wedding at like 10 o'clock but it ended up going till 11 because everybody was still dancing or something like that um, you only have say that hour then to clean up because you have to be out by midnight um, where does everything go like are your vendors already there on standby to help um, do you have extra people to help you take things out where does the trash go like do you know where the dumpsters are I mean obviously if it's in your backyard you know where the dumpster was but if it's not in your backyard and you're at some venue downtown where where are dumpsters how far away are they actually like how many trucks do you need to be able to pull up mm -hmm. um, in the back to be able to get everything out of there well that's true and one of the things so one of the venues here in town this is something you should probably ask is hey if we clean everything up and this place looks spick and span mm -hmm. do I get some of my security deposit back because some places will do that not all a lot of, of county them, places do that but some places will where like let's say you pay a $200 security deposit mm -hmm. you clean that bad boy up it's spick and span then they'll give that back to you and I'm telling you after you paid for a wedding I mean what $10 you're like I will take my $10 absolutely you know that is a big thing so is there anything else on your list that you found <sighs> the only those were just my Thoughts. The only things they added were, for example, if you're getting married at like a hotel or something of that nature, was ask, is there a discount for accommodations? Absolutely. Um, if you're getting married or having the reception there, I mean, yes. Sometimes they give you discounts if you book so many rooms together mm -hmm. anyway. That's true. The other thing was, do you have signage or other aids to direct my guests where to go so that would be like if you're at a hotel or you're at an event where maybe they have multiple weddings or right multiple or events. a big event center where there's too many rooms okay the other thing it says if you really love a venue ask the venue representative to put together a proposal that includes all pricing policies including tax service charge all the fees so there's no surprises at the end of the day um, the other thing is it said bring a digital and video camera or something with you to each location so you can take pictures of it to use later on if you're happy and this might be maybe for an example where like let's say you're going yourself not in my case but let's say maybe mom is helping pay for the wedding maybe dad is helping pay maybe you have padrinos where you need to kind of show them what all's going on right um, it says pay attention to the venue as a whole so you may love the venue but the bathrooms are terrible and the lighting is terrible so you it's can spruce up a bathroom, and if there's an outlet, <laughs> you can plug in some lamps. And guess what? When in doubt <laughs> with a venue, the very last thing that it says on here is get everything in writing. Your date Absolutely. is not officially reserved until you sign the contract. And in many cases, you have to sign the contract and get a deposit to make sure that bad boy is yours. Yeah. Which I would think would be else. most places. They could book something else. Right. Well, and you also, one last thing that I can think about about venues is a lot of them, especially if they are in hotels, have their own event planners. 
Mm-hmm. And so they don't, uh, sometimes they don't want outsiders um, to come in and plan that. And sometimes that even means your mom. Um, so that's something else to double check on and make sure that it's something that they can work together if you do have one. So it does say now there's a few things to do before you get your, you plan and say, hey, I want this particular venue. So obviously budget is first. The other thing is know your guest list. So you need to know about how many people you're going to invite, which kind of goes back to what we were talking about before. Well, a guest list is all about your budget because mm-hmm. especially if you're feeding them in any way uh, because they, they charge per person. Yeah, they do charge per person. Exactly. The places charge per chair, literally the physical chair. They charge you how, mm-hmm. how many chairs you rent, and then they charge you how many tables you need for that amount of chairs, and then they charge you per plate um, for caterers and things like that so it's it's always a per person number so you need to make sure that you cut yourself off and by cut yourself off I mean cut your parents cousins sisters best friends co-worker off (laughs) that's true (laughs) they don't all need to come (laughs) (laughs) I think you have to keep in mind you know who's important and I think sometimes when let's say mom or dad may be footing the bill or a padrino may be footing the bill their entire office doesn't need to come though that's true that is true and at the end of the day it is still your event that is true um there would be some debates on that I'm sure but yes (laughs) it is true but it's something to think about I mean yeah I mean you don't want to make them unhappy you don't want to make them unhappy especially if they are trying to help you but it is your wedding it's not theirs they got to have theirs and if they didn't put their foot down with their parents that's not your fault (laughs) that is totally true I agree so you know one thing we haven't chatted about on all these beautiful podcasts that we're doing what is that is why are we doing the podcast and you know the reason that we're doing the podcast I didn't realize we hadn't I don't think we've really talked about it no I might have to re- have to re-listen, but we really haven't. So actually, the reason we're doing so shameless plug and right. go, Woo-woo. shameless plug. But the reason we're doing the blissfully together podcast is because we have an amazing wedding magazine that's going to come out in West Texas in January, and we want to give everybody a peek at some of the great content that's going to be in there, as well as just to get to know Miss Stephanie and myself. Can you think of any other reason? Something I'm missing? No, shameless plug. We want you to read the magazine. <laughs> we want you to read the magazine. I'll tell you some exciting things. Number one, it's free. <laughs> so you can pick it up at many, many wedding places. There are going to be locations all over West Texas that will have it. So that includes Lubbock, San Angelo, Midland, Odessa, El Paso, and, of course, the smaller surrounding areas. Absolutely. We're not leaving anybody out. No, no one out. And when in doubt, you can always check out our website at blissfullytogether.com. If you go right there right now, you can get added to our email list to be notified once it is released. If you have any interest in anything else, feel free to email myself. That's cat at blissfullytogether.com. Or Miss Stephanie. It's stephanie at blissfullytogether.com. I think that shameless plug about closes up the podcast. What do you think? I think that sounds pretty good. All right. Sounds good. Thank you.
Well, thank you and good afternoon. And we're so excited that you are joining us for this Blissfully Together podcast. Today, we are going to discuss the most exciting topic, or I think it's exciting. I don't know how my partner in crime, the beautiful and gorgeous and energetic Miss <laughs> Stephanie Masters feels of your girls writing, of course, Blissfully Together, but myself, Kat Lopez Shelby, feels that when we cover one of those, it's, it's, it might be a minor detail to some people. What do you think? No, I don't think so. I think everybody wants to look perfect for their day, and they want all the people in their pictures to look as perfect as possible. So, I mean, even the, I think even the girls that aren't super girly um, are, are concerned about it, and they're concerned about not just um, having the hair and makeup, but it, it's still looking like them, but turning out well in, in all of their pictures that are going to be on their walls forever, so... That is true. Now, I think there are some recommendations or suggestions that we can all make. Nice. But I'm going to say one of the things that I think you definitely need to think about before you book your makeup artist or before you book your hairstylist or before you do anything is, number one, budget. How much are you willing to spend on this? Number two is how many people are you going to you personally pay for their makeup or are they going to pay for their makeup or how is all that going to go? I mean, my personal opinion is that it's is that it's your wedding and that it's kind of your responsibility for whoever is helping you with the budget. To, to pay for your bridal party at the very least. I can understand adding like mom or grandma or somebody. Um, those people are probably more likely to pay for themselves though. But you should not expect your 10 bridesmaids mm -hmm. to all pay for their own hair and makeup that's gonna cost them $100 the day of your wedding. No, I think that that's something that should be discussed in advance. I mean, and to a certain extent, some people may wanna do their own hair and makeup because they feel more, more comfortable with it. Right. Um, but I think that's something that should be discussed because you well, need cause you had a makeup debacle at one of the weddings not too long ago. I don't know if it was a full out debacle, but we had where they added people at the last minute. So luckily we were close enough to go to a Walgreens to grab some additional like false eyelashes and do this. But they did. They added like, well, actually two weddings. So one wedding they added two additional people and the other wedding they added four. Yikes. So... And I will say the one where they added four was where each individual person was paying for their makeup. And so I don't think that, I don't think it was verbalized well enough in advance. Like, hey, you can't just show up with money the day of. Like, we need to know in advance. Yes. So I think those are things to think about. I personally will tell you my experiences. I always try to sit down with the bride ahead of time and hash out all these details with the make with the wedding that added four people i was hired to help somebody else because it had gotten bigger than they originally anticipated and it right. was even bigger you know right i was talking about the wedding that you did where the makeup was like super yellow on the <laughs> poor person well here is my philosophy people can disagree with me i really think it's very very important to do a trial run beforehand absolutely um, not everybody feels that way. I'm going to say not every makeup artist. I know some incredibly talented makeup artists that do not do trial runs. But you shouldn't have to carry a gigantic suitcase worth of makeup because you have five people no. with all different skin tones. 
Not necessarily. Uh, the other thing is, I think, and, and not that this this being a more dramatic event. Yes, we did have somebody that did not like the way her makeup was done. A different makeup artist did it, um, and she felt like she looked really yellow. And it really wasn't. I mean, it wasn't terrible, but obviously she wasn't comfortable with it, which would have showed up in all her pictures. So we went in, we you know bronzed her up a bit, changed a few things, put some more, you know, concealer highlights and all that, and she was very happy. So we were able to fix it. But going back to the thing about why I feel so it's important to do a trial run is that yes. you need to know that you and the makeup art artist mesh and that the style of makeup that you want is the style of makeup that the makeup artist can do comfortably. Oh, absolutely. And the time frame. You know, it could take anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour and a half to do somebody depending on which how is, they want their makeup done. Which is the reason to not have four extra people. Exactly. <laughs> true, true. Be added on because you're not going to have the time to do it. Plus, again, different mm -hmm. skin tones and things like that. I mean, you're not going to have, even if you have the base for them, that doesn't mean that you have all the color of eyeshadows that's going to match on everybody because what you can wear is probably not going to look great on me. Well, yeah, for the most part. I mean, I get that you're pale, but you're still very, <laughs> you're still very olive complected and I'm very peach complected. It's very different. That is true. Well, and I think too, that goes back, you know, I mean, obviously this is an extreme case, but if anyone out there has watched the TV show Girls, when um, Marnie was getting married, like the makeup artist came and she looked like, like just real cakey and completely not natural. Spackled. She spackled, and she had, like, an outdoor wedding. So like Some people really like spackle, though. And true. Some people are, are wanting that perfect spackled-faced look. look and helmet hair look. Yeah, true, true. So you and need true. to make sure that your hairstylist can also do that because mm -hmm. not all of them will. And that's something to think about. I mean, especially with hair. Like, you know, in my case for my wedding, I knew what I wanted. I just wanted loose curls. I mean... I knew who could do that. It wasn't a big deal. But you need to do a trial run for your hair, too, and make sure that, number one, Absolutely. that your hair can accommodate the style that you want. Yes. And that the person can do it how you want. Yes. Or um, some people like to get ready outside of their venue, or they don't have the space because it is a place that has several events going on that day mm -hmm. or whatever, and you have to get ready somewhere else. Yes. You need to make sure that whoever is taking care of your hair, especially, mm -hmm. knows to uh, make sure that that sucker is not going to move when you walk out in this West Texas wind. <laughs> wind, <heat. laughs> To get in a car <laughs> yes. to go to your event place. Yes. Those are all things. And those are all things, good things to think about. Or that your face doesn't melt because you do have spackle on your face. That's right. Which is also now a beauty product line, right, for makeup. It's called <laughs> spackle. I've teased my aunt about that. Well, or we, we might tease behind her back a little bit. I don't know. No, I think we tease her to her face, too, mm -hmm. about how she's always used Spackle. And we saw this line called Spackle, like I think it was last summer at Ulta, and started laughing so hard in the middle of the store for no reason because we saw Spackle. I think some of the things you need to do prior to picking a makeup artist is when in doubt, try to book them ahead because if they're a highly sought after makeup artist, they're going to be booked anyways. Mm. Um, so the thought of that is if you think it's too early to find one, it's not. The other thing is do your research, you know, check on Pinterest, look for things you like, bring it on. I'm telling you that trial run, I'm a big proponent of the trial run. Um, the other thing is keep in mind, like let's say you book somebody 
in the summer, but your wedding is in the fall, is you may not want that summery vibe that you were feeling at that point. You may want fall a fall-winter look. So think about that. Or in West Texas, you might still want summer because it's still hot. And mm-hmm. That's like true. Summer here. It's still, you know, 109. But, and then, of course, I can't say it enough. <coughs> Excuse me. A trial run. When in doubt, a trial run. I don't even care if you do a trial run and you're just going to go to the movies. Do a trial run. Do it before date night. Schedule it on a Friday afternoon. Go get your hair and makeup done. And then you can go out to dinner. Yes. One key to that trial run. Now, not personally that I do this, but if you decide you want to, I don't know, use a self-tanner or something of that nature, please, for the love of all things, great and holy, do that well in advance. Try that bad boy out (laughs) because you would hate try it a couple of times. Yeah, you would hate to look orange or maybe it'd be off. You know, streaky. Mm -hmm. Get a good spray tan. Streaky is the worst. Uh, Some of the recommendations are to step up your skincare routine probably about six months before the wedding if that is something that you have a concern about. Like if you have a concern about something on your face, you don't want to be having some type of procedure or whatever done. You know six weeks before you want to do it well in advance always pack an emergency makeup kit um, I can tell you nine times out of ten like when someone has booked me I'm there I go to the event I stay a little while I hang out and then I leave you know when I feel like oh, right. they're just getting into the groove thing but that is just in case someone decides to like you know ball all their mascara off to pieces or their eyelashes or yeah. I mean you never know what's going to happen mom decides to kiss every part of you and she doesn't have you know non lipstick non staining lipstick I mean you know we like to cover all our bases absolutely it's very important um, most makeup artists will give you something and um, and I think most event planners will have the bare basics mm-hmm. also with them in an emergency kit. But yes, you should definitely be prepared for that, especially if you don't have either one of those people. Yes. And the other thing is, I mean, you know, you're talking about who who all are you going to be doing makeup for. So let's say your makeup artist is going to just do you, but then somebody else is going to do everybody else. You know, make sure that everybody yeah. is comfortable with what they're doing because I have gone where – the bride wants everybody to wear fake eyelashes or false eyelashes and grandma and mom have no desire to wear those so you know just keep in mind that first off the big day is about you anyways nobody's looking you know that much at grandma's eyelashes but no you do want them to look nice in your photos though because those are Mm -hmm. the ones that you keep forever that is true um in the event that you don't book a regular makeup artist or hairstylist you book you want to just go to a salon or a spa or something like that because there are 10 of you, Mm -hmm. you still have to book that in advance. Mm -hmm. Um, I know a lot of people don't think about it and don't think that they need to book all of these things in advance um, because they're going to a salon or a spa. And so there's, you know, surely they're going to have plenty of room and space for all of them. But uh, you definitely need to still book that in advance i don't know if you have to book it six months in advance like you would somebody that's coming to your wedding to do all of those things but at least a couple of months um and for the bride for sure still do a trial run with them even if it is your regular person Mm -hmm. because i know that while i absolutely adore my hairstylist um 
she does not fix my hair the way that I fix my hair. And I typically go home and wash my hair after she's got it and refix it. <laughs> so I, you should just double check, even if it is somebody that you routinely go to. Well, that's true. And I think the thing is, one of the things where you're talking about, if you are just going to book a salon or let's say you're going to book a blow dry bar or something of that nature, a lot of them have package deals. So if you call well enough in advance, they can say, hey, for your whole party, we'll do like, you know, so much if you all come in and they'll go ahead and schedule your times. And that's a lot better. And the thing is to keep in mind is that, you know, it may take 45 minutes to an hour and a half for makeup. I'm including a big spread in case you want like a cut crease or something crazy. Um... But it also takes, you know, a good 45 minutes for your hair, too. So, you know, keep in mind of the time period that you're going to have. Well, and (coughs) since we're talking about hair and makeup, um, we should also think about nails. Mm -hmm. Because not everybody has well-manicured nails and, again, pictures. Not only are you going to want to make sure that yours are done, but you probably want your entire bridal party, including the little girls, and probably moms and grandmas and things like that to go do those things too. That's something else that even if you are just going into a nail place, that is a whole lot of you Mm -hmm. to get done. You should probably make sure that that is booked in advance and that they know that when they need to be there and be in town because not everybody lives here that's gonna be in your bridal party necessarily either. Mm -hmm. So you need to make sure that everybody is prepared and that's on an itinerary for them ahead of time. That's true and I would say, you know, always prepare for the unexpected because you know at the end of the day things happen but you know i was just thinking about a bridesmaid with like some bright neon blue nail polish and it not matching your red decor or something like that at all or you know black nail polish or black nail polish or something Mm -hmm. that you they love and it looks great on them normally but wouldn't necessarily go with their I don't know, blush dress that you have them all wearing or something Mm -hmm. in front of everybody. That is true. I think at the end of the day, you know, obviously the most important thing is that you're marrying the person you love. But I think all of these little details can help make the experience more pleasurable as far as for the day of your wedding, the pre-day of your wedding. The more planning you do, the better off in the long run. Well, it's not something that you necessarily, not that, I mean, most people go get their nails done, but it's not something that everybody thinks about oh so-and-so might show up with blue Mm -hmm. nails Um, and they may not think about the fact that they're showing up with blue nails to your wedding either and so it's good to make sure that you've booked those things in advance so that you don't get your pictures back months later and go oh (laughs) she had like these bright neon nails in the middle of everybody else who all matched that's it. I'm getting neon nails before Stephanie's wedding. I know. I mean, they're going to be like bright yellow. And they're going to be like long cat claws. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to be like, every time I'm going to hug Stephanie and be like, here's my nails. <laughs> but no. Even those cheetah print nails. That's right. Cheetah. <laughs> so, obviously, we hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. They're short and sweet, and we're just covering a few topics to help for planning your wonderful, amazing wedding day. And we look forward to you joining our next episode. So please make sure that you subscribe to our podcast so that you are notified as soon as it's available, as well as we look forward to hearing from you. So if you have any questions, comments, anything you'd like us to talk, chat about, look into, or there's a particular venue or someone you'd like us to have on the podcast, please, by all means, email us that information. And we look forward to hearing and chatting with you next time. Thanks.